short uh so pay attention can you afford uh everyday conversation decision making breakdown point of views of course he say she say see how we play real life issues hit the replay debate in politics what sport you profit with today's world news food for thought so come get a plate pull up Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Daily Dollar Short Podcast. As always, it's your host. I'm Martin. I have my partner, Marlon. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm good, brother. How about you? Doing very well, sir. Uh, man, I'm excited. To, it's a great episode today. Uh, we have a very special guest with us. I'm going to let you go ahead and do the honors. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Very much so. Um, this is a boss. She is a general partner and co-founder of Broad Street Ventures. She's a president and chief investment officer of Malcolm Incorporated. The boss, the queen, Miss Rolanda Johnson. Ma'am, yeah. welcome to our podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look, he's been waiting to say all of that because oh, Malcolm God. is one of his favorite players. And he, like, he was like, yeah, you, yeah. So he's been waiting. To say, he, he told me he was so excited. So I was, I'm here with him. <laughs> so. Put me on blast, but I appreciate it, brother. That's, that's yeah, all good, though. That's it. <laughs> but so to get started with the interview, uh, my first question would be: Since you are a boss, your wife, your mom of two beautiful girls, what is your day to day like? Uh, every day is different, um, and that's for sure. I would say if I had to describe a typical day for me. Um, and, you know, we have this whole COVID thing going on. So the kids are in uh-huh. hybrid school. So some days they're there, some days they're home. It's just, this has been, you know, 2020 and 2021 has been pretty interesting. Um, I do, you know, uh, on the days I'm taking them to school, I enjoy dropping them off. It gives me a little uh-huh. bit of peace at home. Yeah. Um, on the days that they're home, you know, it's, it, I'm, there's times I'm on Zoom and they're busting through the door. <laughs> like, you know, it gets crazy. <laughs> Um, but at least, you know, it's a little bit more acceptable now that everyone's pretty much in that same boat. Um, but my day is, it, it varies, especially juggling so many things. Like there's some times where, you know, it can be a real estate deal. It could be, a, you know, another opportunity or it can be something in tech. So each day is, is pretty different. Mm, that's, that's a lot for you to handle, especially being a boss. So, <laughs> I mean, that's tough. But um, it's pretty important. Pretty cool that you're in the uh, venture capital space. Uh, I had kind of educated myself what that is. So can you explain to our listeners what is venture capital? So venture capital is, if I think of an easy way to explain it, you know, you have a lot of companies, let's say a startup. Mm -hmm. Um, When they're getting started, a lot of times they're using their own money, you know, to get started or they're raising money from family and friends or however, however they're getting the money. As -hmm. this business continues to grow, Um, there's a lot of times that they need capital to continue to grow as well, right? You need to increase your marketing. Maybe you need more product, whatever the reasons are, you know, they're looking for additional funding. That's when they start to reach out to, you know, there could be angel investors. And as they continue to get even larger and larger, that's when you enter into the venture capital space. So this is essentially, um, you know, venture capital firms or funds that are if you want to say placing a bet on that company, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. kind of what you're doing um, with the hopes that that company either grows to the point where they become a public company 
or you know they can get acquired. Gotcha. Uh, you did an interview with uh, Yahoo Finance, and you talked about how four percent of the uh, investors are black. Mm-hmm. Do you what year can you see, like five years from now, what percent do you want to see that number to be? Four years from now, I mean, I would be happy if we went from four percent to eight um, percent. Mm-hmm. But that is really aggressive in a four-year time period. Because even right. if you look at, you know, the wealth gap that we've had between Black America and White America, um, the wealth gap is still it's increasing. It's yeah. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? It's even when you look at from the civil rights era until now, it's right. not like we're shrinking the gap. So knowing that the gap is actually increasing, it's a little bit more discouraging um, in terms of hoping to see more black and brown people in this space. Yeah, I know one thing I've been looking at, uh, especially now working for a startup myself, I look at especially how COVID has impacted the wealth gap. Because yeah. you've had your, in, in my my view of it is your middle class has been almost obliterated at this point. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been a, it's been a, I almost want to say an effort by, by the, the 1% yeah. to almost eliminate the middle class. And then now you have COVID on top of that, that puts so many people out of work. I was one of them mm-hmm. and I was, you know, blessed enough to have an opportunity come my way that put me in a space I'm in now. Yeah. And then you hear about, you know, billionaires increase their fortunes by like 14% or some, some Crazy. you know, when you think of 14% <laughs> of somebody that has like a hundred billion dollars, yeah. that's, that's, that's ridiculous. And it's yeah. like, you're, you're, you're dealing with, you're talking about day-to-day people who, who are six months behind on rent and can't mm-hmm. get assistance or your the government, you know, they're giving out stimulus checks with a great, but you have other countries that gave people, some people $2,000 a month, just period. Right. Yep. And, you know, we had a total of what, like four, maybe $4,000 at this point. Mm-hmm. And we're in a whole nother year now. So yep. I, yeah. I definitely, it's a, I see a, it's a, it's gotta be a collective effort. I think when we talk about venture capital, you, we have to be able to bring it together and pull it together. And that's what I think when you said, you know, how it's a majority white dominated space, they've pulled their resources for, they've had access to the resources yep. and then they've successfully pulled them for so long. Yep. It's, it's kind of like they've created um, a system mm-hmm. um, and, and they're in that network, you know, they're getting access to those deals. Right. They're also, you know, they're, they're kind of keeping it to themselves. So even when there are opportunities or when they have a fund and they want to start a second fund, mm-hmm. they're staying within their circle. <laughs> they're not opening, you know, they're not going out to others or, you know, extending the opportunity. Yeah, like, so. like, like they used to say, if you're not part of the club, you're not going to get in. That's right. <laughs> you did say, so speaking of that, uh, as far as the second fund is concerned, you did say long term, you do want to see a broad street venture um, loan number two. So do you yep. have a year set in mind that we want to see that happen? Um, I don't have a year set in mind. I would say hopefully sometime within the next three to five years. Okay. Um, I would say for this first fund, this was also maybe like a proof of concept. Um, because venture capital is something that's new, especially to, you know, a lot of athletes, 
it's not something that they're used to investing in. You know, they might have financial advisors. They're going to tell them about stocks and bonds. They're not really talking to them about this venture capital space. So it can also be a little bit uncomfortable when you're presenting something like a new concept to, right. to someone. So this first fund, we also want to, you know, have this as a proof of concept. So in three to five years, we're able to say like, hey, look, we invest in Airbnb. We exited and made this amount. You know, once we can start running down the track record, it's going to be a lot easier, um, you know, when we go to set up fund too. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, and I've, I'm a big sports fan. I've always, as much as I love sports and playing sports and being involved with it, I've always loved the business side of it too. And I used to always watch the documentaries on like the athletes, where are they now? Or what have they done with their money? Uh, Reading those yeah. stories. And I, I'll never forget, I, uh, <laughs> God, I can't remember who it was, but they invested in car washes. And that's the one that always stuck out to me. And I was like, car, like 14 car washes or something like that. Yeah. You're, you're throwing, literally throwing money down a drain. You'll hear a lot of laundry mats. It's, it's a lot of, you know, businesses that you'll hear that athletes, um, tend to invest in and you could find profitable car washes (laughs) but okay um, I just don't know you know with the with the amount of capital that they have Mm -hmm. um also their social you know their celebrity right they should be having access to some of the best deals absolutely uh that that makes me think of like people who have transitioned out of different industries like one of the people I currently follow is Chameleonaire he went from okay. being yep. a rapper into like basically Silicon Valley tech space. Like, and that that's where he's at <laughs> and he makes his money. And it's like, you know, you, you hardly ever see him, but on, I guess what you say, like social pages. But if you're looking yep. at business magazines or tech or anything like that, or you're following the social media, you see that's the space he's in now. Mm-hmm. And I look at it like that. He, he was kind of like my example of how to transition. Right. That's right. So. I mean, and I, I love to see it. I think we're we're starting to see, and I, I feel like there's a lot of people, especially in the NBA space yeah. that are in mm-hmm. venture capital. I feel like that's going to start to um, increase and, in, you know, within the NFL. Absolutely. I, I really hope so. Cause you see players deals like where uh, Kevin Durant did, did the deal in Bitcoin mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, there are other ways to make money that, yep black and brown people need to take advantage of that we whether we had access to it or we just had the knowledge of it being there Mm -hmm. you know we need to be able to explore all of those avenues that's right so so speaking of venture capital and talking about uh that specifically when when you're in your managing partner hat what what's what are y'all looking for what is broad street ventures looking for uh I was put onto the term investment thesis today. You know, what is the investment thesis? What do they look for for companies? What companies are they interested in investing? So I would say our thesis is actually pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Um, So we invest in, there's a number, so there's a couple of things. So diversification. So we're looking for companies. We do early stage, growth stage, and late stage. So we don't do seed investing. We're not doing, you know, super early startups. And we designed it that way for a purpose, especially, you know, a lot of funds, the life of the fund is 10 years. If you're doing early stage, 
um, that can take seven to 10 years before there's any type of exit activity. And it's also really risky. So, um, you know, early stage investments, it's risky. You know, it's super risky. This is like you're picking, you go to a high school and you're picking out one, one athlete and you're like, this person's going to go to the NBA or the NFL. You, it's, it's really hard to tell at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so it's super risky and it's going to take seven to 10 years before there's any type of exit activity, meaning, you know, the company gets acquired or they go public. Growth stage, this is a little bit more safe. Um, it's kind of 50-50. Um, and it's also a shorter time horizon. So this is more, you know, within your three to five years. Late stage, it's like 90% chance that there's going to be an exit activity. And it's also going to be in one to three years. Okay. You're not going to make as much because you're joining, you know, kind of at the end. Right. But mm -hmm. it's safer. Um, and it's a little bit more guaranteed. So for us, in terms of our portfolio, 85% of it is in that growth stage and late stage. We've only allocated 15% to early stage. And the other reason, you know, especially if you have a lot of athletes, you don't know the life of their career. You know, and they can play for one year, three years. If they're lucky, mm -hmm. you know, they could be 10 years yeah. plus. But, you know, that's not the average for them. So right. you don't want to... Um, have them waiting seven to 10 years to start to get money back. Right. So yeah. with that, so for your company, what's the average check size that you're writing? So the check size also is kind of also tied to the stage. Mm -hmm. So if it's a late stage, that can be a hundred thousand to 250. That growth stage is more of like 50 to a hundred okay. or maybe, you know, somewhere around there. The early stage, that's, you know, your 25K, somewhere around right. there. Yep. Smaller amounts, smaller risk. You're not, you know, yep. if, if it doesn't turn out, you know, you didn't, you didn't lose your hat over it. So. Correct. Okay. So with these investments, do y'all, do you look at, we're going to be the first person in if you have an opportunity presented to you, or do y'all normally wait for somebody, you wait for somebody <laughs> like, hey, I want y'all to be the first one. I want somebody else to be the first one through nope. the door. Mm -hmm. So we're not. So one other thing um, that goes into our thesis is we look to invest alongside the top twenty VCs, okay. and the reason behind that is if you're if you think about it in you know as sports, if you you know you play whatever basketball, football, are you going to go to let's say you play football, and we'll we'll use Malcolm. You have an opportunity to go to college to play football. Are you going to go to Ohio State or are you going to go to Harvard or, you know, Morehouse? Like you don't go there for sports. Right. right. <laughs> so the same for the top. So if you had to pick, you're getting ready to build your football team. Are you going to go pick a group of guys from Ohio State? Or are you going to go pick a group of guys from Harvard if Absolutely. you're building your NFL team? Right. So it's the same you know, the, the top schools, the schools with the best athletic programs have all of the talent. That's where all the athletes are going. In the VC space, the top 20 VCs get all of the access to the best deals. And it's if you're looking at different industries, even if you're looking at franchising, the top, like there's tons of different restaurants and, you know, restaurant concepts. It's the top maybe 20 to 30 restaurants that's making all of the money in the industry. 
So for us, if we see that one of those top 20 VCs is leading the round, this is like, okay, this seems like this, you know, that's, that's, that's box number be. one. <laughs> like yeah. this is box number one. Yeah. Okay. If they think they're, they're a good this. bet, then yep. we should think they're a good bet too. Yeah. Absolutely. So currently with the portfolio that, that you have, what are some of your favorites that y'all have invested so far? Cause I'm going to tell you mine, Noble. I, I looked at it today. I was like, I like that stuff. I like the designs. And it's black owned. I love it. I love all of it. There that. you go. I love all That's of it. So we love it even more. Yes. Um, if I had to say, I don't want to say a favorite. <laughs> well, obviously um, you don't want to say, oh, I like them way better than like those guys. Yeah. But no, what are some of the ones that come to mind when you think of, you know, we, we, we like where this one is going? I would say Dapper Labs, and that's one of our most recent investments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone has been talking about NFTs and the craze behind all of that. Dapper Labs has the blockchain like technology okay. that goes behind the NFTs. They're also behind NBA Top Shot. So I feel like that company is exploding and will, you know, continue to explode. Um uh, so I'm really looking forward to see where where things land with that one. So now for, for people in our area, do y'all partner with accelerators locally throughout the country or do y'all work with any organizations to help maybe companies that don't know how to get this venture capital? So we've, we actually joined um, one group that's in New Orleans, um, NOLA Angel Network. Okay. Um, and I know they, they focus on a lot of early stage deals, um, but that's one of the groups that we, we do, um, that we have joined and, you know, meet with pretty frequently. Um, so that's the one that's kind of outside of our area. You know, we're open to, we're, number one, we're pretty fairly, still fairly new, right. um, still networking, definitely, Absolutely. it's, you know, all about relationships um, and obviously open to, to meeting more and meeting more people and, you know. It's the name of the game, networking and relationships. Mm-hmm. So with all that, that being said, when, so y'all go out, y'all look for, y'all looking at what the top 20 are doing mm-hmm. for, to consider investments that, and those are gonna be companies that y'all reach out to. When it comes to companies reaching out to y'all, what's kind of your process to look at a company and say, we, we think, you know, what do, well, what do you do to evaluate a company? when you're looking at them. So there's a whole due diligence process that happens, you know, behind the scenes. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I'm familiar. One, we're looking at, you know, what industry are they in um, and where do they fall? You know, are they number 10 or are they number one, one two or three? Right. Um, so we're looking at the strength of the company. We're obviously looking at the financials. You know, if it's a product, um, you know, are there any patent issues, you know, we're going through everything. Um, The legal aspect of it, pretty much every rock that you can lift up (laughs) is what we're going to go through. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, I'm still responsible for the investments that we're making. And obviously, you know, it's a fund. So we want to be able to return capital and a profit, you know, to all of the investors. So, the more, you know, you're digging into things, the better it, it is, you know, a safer investment that you're making. So that's a whole 
that's a whole process oh yeah <laughs> i i remember uh with my company that i'm with now we uh we were talking about due diligence and our investors and things like that and they were like look we need to do this and we check this off and make sure we I'm just I'm like okay what it like you know you just get on the computer and start doing things and putting <laughs> stuff together and making sure all your your dots your eyes are dotted your t's are crossed yep. and that's where you're at with everything so right. what made you want to get into venture capital um honestly I I well okay let's take a step back so you know how you said you used to watch a lot of the um different where are they now yes where are they now i used to watch 30 is it 30 for 30 oh, uh-huh. yes yes and i was that's like, rough okay <laughs> so um and i've known malcolm for essentially forever um when he made it into the league i was like oh this is great you know good job but what is your plan because i'm right. like i mm-hmm. what we're not going to do is you're going to end up on this you know, right. 30 for 30, like, yeah, you're, you're not going to be that guy. Yes. That's the one thing I can tell you, you will not be there. So there um, I started to realize that, you know, they, and it happens a lot with athletes. They're used to, even when they're in, in college, you know, you take in these classes, you work out this time, this is what you eat. Here's your protein shake. Everything is like, here's your weight training coach. Right. Here's your this, here's your that. So, you know, depending on what college you go to, if it's starting to, you know, maybe you're going to make it to the league, then they're like, okay, here's, here's an agent, here's an advisor, here's this, here's that. Um, in having conversations with him, I started to realize, or in my mind, um, the advisors, I feel like they treat athletes a little different. Um, for them, it's like, okay, we don't know how long you're going to play. Let's, you know, put some money in stocks and bonds. But as long as you spend less than this, you know, when you retire, you'll have some money. And I'm like, that's not how you create generational right. wealth. Or that's not how you create wealth, period, by just saying as that long as you like spend. It just sounds like living on a big paycheck to big paycheck. Right. So I was like, okay, that, that I, you know, I don't really agree with this, with this plan. Um, and then when you start to look at like the Forbes list, like mm-hmm. who's accumulated all of this wealth? you know, or you're looking at the top 1%. Rarely will you see someone that made it through like their paycheck. It's Mm -hmm. all through investments, whether that's real estate, um, private equity, venture capital, franchising, or it's some, you know, mixture of those elements. So that's kind of what we outlined. Um, You know, you mentioned Malcolm Inc. We pretty much set up all of those avenues. So it's real estate, franchising and then venture capital was the last piece that we added and the thing that made venture capital you know interesting or kind of piqued my curiosity you know you would see a lot of these articles where you know Kobe Bryant invested six million in you know body armor and it turned into 200 million and you're like how (laughs) like tell me how um but then you know when I saw Nas um made onto the Forbes list and it wasn't for music it was from his investments um, where he has Queensbridge Venture Partners, I want to say is the name of the fund. So basically worked backwards, like, man, how did he set this up? Um, You know, started doing research and that's how we came across um, Rashawn Williams who helped set up his fund, um, reached out to him several years ago. And that's kind of how we got started with our, with, you know, in the venture capital space. Mm, Okay. See, and, 
you know, we've seen it before because I remember 50 Cent with vitamin water. Way yep. like that back oh, in the day. That was God. like my first, that was my first time of seeing, you know, somebody who did something different. And it's like, it's not like Jordan with a shoe deal. It's not mm -hmm. anything like that. It's like 50 by a vitamin, and then Coke buys it, I believe it was, or something. And now, you know, 50 is making all this money. It's not even rap music anymore. Right. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's, and I, I think, you know, like you said, we, as a people, we need to kind of look for these different avenues that people are making money and really, you know, pool our resources together. So that's, that's a lot to think about that, like, just, mm -hmm. you, we gotta, we gotta look from, it can't, it can't always be paycheck to paycheck. Right. And I think a lot of the systemic issues that we face play into this, um, you know, having the capital to invest is right. one. Um, even on the other side of it, you know, there's not a lot of companies with black founders that are receiving venture capital dollars. Mm -hmm. um, but even if you think about it, like, I don't want to throw out a lot of names, but like past president who, you know, <laughs> um, was a billionaire, you know, probably started, you know, oh, mom and dad gave you $400,000 and you use that to start whatever right. like we don't have mom and dad isn't giving us four hundred thousand dollars or even when you look at you know jeff bezos like the family is saying here's this money mm -hmm. um to start your to start your business here's this leg up missing right we're missing that you know family raising money from family and friends like if you think about it today you say hey i want to start this business and i need five hundred thousand dollars and you start calling your family members how many of them are going to give you money and how close are you going to get to that five hundred thousand dollars no, I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I had a thought that just, it escaped me just that quick. You're getting old, head. man. Say, you don't, don't say that. Ooh, come on. You are. You know, okay. I got I got two kids. They're eight and nine years old. And, you know, when you got a five foot tall nine year old, it just. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we're going to, you, you're going to do something. You're going to eat smart, yep. but we're going to play sports too. Because we're going to yep. put that height to use. But. Right. So, and that's what this, I'm glad I said that. Cause that was my thought. Um, I remember when the first time, well, when I got married, uh, many, many years ago, I was reading articles about how, uh, at like the, the, this wedding gifts and how the parents would gift couples. Oh, here's $10,000 to start. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to put your down payment for a house. And mind yeah. you, it was all predominantly white couples. Mm -hmm. It was it was very few black or brown couples. And then you look in other communities. Uh, I have friends that I've grown up who are, you know, Asian Pacific Islander, and they, they're very tight knit. They have a process that they do to make sure everybody's taken care of. Yep. And I, I've always had those conversations like, man, we need, you know, and I think we've all had those had that conversation with someone. Why are not we doing something like that? Mm -hmm. And now to see, you know, your organization, Broad Street, and then partner with Malcolm and all of that and doing that, that I think we need to, it needs to be put to more people's attention because there's no reason why collectively as a people, we can't do that because we have a tremendous buying power in so yep. many markets that we don't have control over. That's right. So that's, right. that's awesome. I just... <laughs> so, so let me ask you who's your team I want to talk about football before we go 
because I know here we my go. Here we, here we go. Oh, I'm going wow. to change gears real quick on you. Who, who's your you... team? See, because I know Malcolm's your boy. Yes. You just say so, y'all go back. So pretty much I went from being a Saints fan to an Eagles fan to a Saints fan. Yes. It's really simple. Oh, like, my just, God. <laughs> see, I love that. It's see, really simple. See, that guy in, in that other screen, he's a Philly fan. He's He's suffering right now. Okay. Speaking of that, though, mm-hmm. this will be the second time this year that the Saints and the Eagles played in uh, in Philly. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you, who are you cheering for in this game? Are you cheering for the Saints? It's, it's Malcolm. The Definitely it's the Saints. Cheer for the Saints. Oh, <laughs> man, come on, come on. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. Definitely cheering for the Saints. I would have oh. potentially cheered for the Eagles, but. Mm, yeah, I know they did, it did them really dirty. I was very upset by that. And then once he signed with the Saints, I'm like, you know, it, it makes sense. It comes all full circle. He, come, you know, he, he came but back I was home. Like, Damn. It was it hurt. It, they could have avoided that. I know they. Oh, but, that, you know what? I'm a. I mean, okay, you know. but you know, keep your, <laughs> keep your team near and dear to your heart. You know, I do still. I I did watch. Uh, pretty much all of the Eagles games this past year. Um, but, you know, I, I want Rodney to do well. Rodney. <laughs> McLeod, you know, uh, yes, so like, yes. you know, I, I, you know, will support some of the members. Right. But mm-hmm. in terms of my team, it's got to be the Saints now. See, you know, she, oh. that, look, best host, best guest you've <laughs> ever had. I mean, she, you know, she's she's helping uplift the people through mm-hmm. financial awareness and great investments and collectively using our buying power. And she's a Saints fan, you know. I don't by, I, by default. It's not, you know what? I'm just saying. You know, I've always loved football. I never had a team. I have a brother. He's a Jets fan. My father Ooh, is tough. a Raiders fan. And I actually have no idea how he became a Raiders fan. Like he lived in Georgia as a child and moved to Jersey. So I have no idea how we became a Raiders fan, but he's a Raiders fan. The black hole, maybe he liked Al Davis as an owner. I, yeah. I, I don't know either. How do you that's be a tough. Raiders fan? That's, that's I tough. don't know. I mean, yeah, no, that's tough. I mean, so I'm, I'm born and bred in New Orleans. I'm a Saints fan through and through. Uh, if Sorry I had, to hear that. It, I'm not, if I had to choose another team, it was. It's been the Patriots. Uh, and you see this dude. He's going overboard. No, 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 no. So I'm gonna tell you this: the Super Bowl in New Orleans against the Rams. Uh, they brought the high school students in for the halftime show, which mm-hmm. was post 9/11, and we got to meet Brady. Like he, they were coming out of the tunnel and we were all standing there and they actually stopped and took the time and spoke and stuff like that. Like it wasn't long, mm-hmm. but it was enough just to, instead of just blowing past everybody getting right. you know, hit. And I was like, you know what? Anybody that can do that. Cool. It's good in your book. Yeah. He's good in my book. I mean, Kurt did it too. And I, you know, greatest show on turf who didn't love to watch that, but I had no idea who Tom Brady was at that point. Cause I was a Saints <laughs> fan. I was like, we not here. So I don't care. I just get to not be at school and I can, I can get the Super Bowl. <laughs> But, oh I, you know, and I'm like, I'm with it. And then, you know, yeah. we had a lot of players go there that were former Saints or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, hey, I, and the players that I liked went to the Patriots. So I, I was with it. Yeah. 
But with all of that, I want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Thank you for all the information. I, I definitely look forward to sharing this with as many people as possible. Hopefully they can learn something about the venture capital space. Yes, and can you send me some uh, crab cakes and beignets in the mail since I haven't <laughs> been able to make it down to New Orleans? Oh, and some and some um, crawfish too. I'll, I'll, shoot you, I'll shoot you a recipe for it all. Oh, that means I got to do the work. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's See, come on, man. We got to look out for it. She helped us. I got to help look, her out too. I, I'll do what I can. I, I know. I know somebody that knows somebody. Okay, have my people call your have your I people got call you. my people. <laughs> I got you. Well, look, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, and you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. And that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.